welcome to the Life Hit Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Orm, and today we're going to talk about a good lot of Star Wars stuff. But first, let's talk about the business. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Bloody Orm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. You can find us on Tumblr at mystarswifedebt.tumblr.com. If you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and the podcast, then you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash mystarswifedebt. There's a couple of tiers for you to choose from and some excellent perks at each level. And if you would like to get your words read on the show or hear yourself on the show, please send me emails and voicemails to... Uh, podcast at outlook.com and that's it for the business so let's get on with the show so we had the um, the latest episode of resistance uh, season 2 come out uh, called from beneath and I think I hit my limit I really have um, it feels like another filler episode and Oh my lord, like, the last three, maybe, like, they've had a lot of redeeming qualities, um, or, like, the last, like, kind of two or three episodes before this one that, you know, kind of had a filler element to them, but they all, they all felt like they had something. This one didn't. Um, like... I kind of feel like it was thrown in just so we got an episode of Flix and Orca, seeing as, you know, they were, uh, you know, I mean, they weren't regulars in season one, but, you know, they were enjoyable and they were in it a hell of a lot more than um, they've been in this season so far. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it just really felt like it felt overly filler. Um, so the premise is Flix takes... Um, Kaz, Tora, CB23, and Orca to his homeworld, and because his family run a fuel mining operation, and they go to get fuel for the Colossus. Okay. Uh, Finds out his uncle no longer is in charge of the operation, it's his cousin, um, and it's like a family business, and all of the cousins are mocking him because he decided to leave and become a cantina singer. More on that later, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, Kaz strikes up a deal with Flix's cousin who's in charge. They will help fix a drill that seems to have uh, malfunctioned in return, and in return they get a bunch of fuel. Fine, fair enough. So, Kaz and the crew go in the lift to help fix the, um, to help fix the, this drill. And the Flix finds out that, um, they've drilled even deeper than, uh, it's been agreed to into the planet. And he believes in a legend about these mystical dragons that live underground <clears throat> and once <laughs> the lift breaks down and they start to see kind of shapes moving in the dust and the in the shadows and um 
the lift malfunctions, Tora and Orca manage to get off of the lift and climb up the rails of the lift, um, whilst Kaz, Flix, Flix's cousin and CB23 are all still on the lift. They manage to stop the lift, but um, it takes uh, the lift. The lift is heavier than the amount of pressure that they can put onto the brakes, so they manage to jump off at a certain point um, and make their way and aim to make their way to the drill. But they're split up, so Flix, his cousin, and CB23 go one way. And Kaz is on a, on a lead on the uh, opposite side of a chasm. So he has to follow this ridge round to a certain place and they'll all be able to meet up. On the way, Kaz comes into contact with one of these dragons. It's big, it's massive, and it's got the visual acuity of a T-Rex from Jurassic Park. In other words, it can only see, it won't see you if you don't move. And its roar sounds very similar something from one of the Jurassic Park movies but it's definitely not a T-Rex <laughs> so yes the dragons are real they fix the drill um, more dragons appear uh, Flix's cousin gets um, taken by one of these dragons into this tunnel uh, they rescue him because it turns out they're adverse to bright light um, all these dragons, all the dragons start to surround them. They turn on a bunch of lights underground. The dragons are disorientated. Meanwhile, Tora and Orca have reached the uh, landing platform. Um, they basically give Flix's family what for. They take the shuttle down. Um, the dragons are not too keen on the light so all the dragons go into this tunnel um flix's cousin switches on the um the drill and basically causes the landslide to stop the dragons from coming out into the into where they into the, like where they dig for fuel um the team get out Flix's cousin announces that dragons are real to the rest of the family and says that they've got to give um, Flix and his friends as much fuel as they need. So they load the shuttle with two massive containers of fuel and they leave the planet. And every and the whole family are like, yay, all good, all is good, all is forgiven between the family and the Colossus has fuel. Yeah. It's so, it's so filler. And it, you know, the great thing, and it's, it's disappointing because it's a Flix episode. Now, I like Flix, I like Orca, but you put the two of them together and they are hilarious. Why would you split them up for the entire episode? Ugh. Just felt like a waste. Um, like, it kind of felt like it was that Purgle episode of Rebel Season 2, um, before we knew that there was a payoff. <laughs> um, so, 
it kind of is like, hey, look, it's all these big monsters. Hey, look, we're interfering with them. Hey, look, monsters go back to their habitat or do whatever they need to do. And the people leave them, decide to leave them alone from now on. I don't see how these dragons are going to factor in to a later episode of of Resistance in a meaningful way, like the Pergil did in season, like, cause, because, like, in Rebels, it goes, like, season two, oh, that's a filler episode, to the end of season two, to the end of season four, when they actually become a massive plot point. I don't see it happening. I don't see them returning to Flix's planet. I don't see them going back for fuel. I don't see them, or, like, any of the Flix's family coming back. It just feels like a waste of a 20 minute, or 22 minutes of TV, when knowing this is the final season, like, what, what are they playing at? If you look at, like, Rebels in their final season, like, every episode counted, um, so far, like, we've had three two maybe three six up ep- we had six episodes of resist of this season and i think three have counted and three have you know whilst this is like the one that i feel is the most filler like the other two filler episodes really did have some really good character beats but at the same time like you know isn't it about time we move the plot forward you know Colossus is running out of something. Let's get it. Colossus is running out of something. Let's get it. Colossus is running out of something. Let's get it. You know what? Colossus is going to always need stuff. It can't be an entire season of Colossus needs something. Let's get it. You know, they've had one run-in in, with the First Order in four episodes. Because we had that that one where they train then the one where they so yeah so episode one loads of first order conflict see episode two again lots of first order conflict lots of cars lots of tam you know two storylines that we really want then it was the training one again first order heavy first order um then we go to episode four where it was all about hunting down the giant space manta i think called a jacuzk episode five you know the the hunting of the jacuzk was very filler episode five again was filler but you know those both of those episodes you know they didn't move the plot forward but they were character ones the the training one is all about well no no the um the Jakusk one was all about kind of the relations of the pirates, um, yeah, which is going to play into a big factor. Episode, the last episode, which was the engineer, like, again, it felt very filler, but it was a massive Nico episode. And at least they did come into contact with the First Order, you know? <laughs> this one, it's all filler. All filler, no killer to, you know swap around a Sum 41 album title. 
yeah, it just felt like I was I was pretty disappointed. I actually was I was pretty like, okay, I know how this is gonna play out. You know, normally you know how an episode of Rebel Resistance is gonna play out. You know, you know it. It's you know it's <laughs> unless it's like a two parter, you're pretty much sure this whole thing is gonna tie up by the end of it, and you know you've got <laughs> enough of the fan favorites on the planet on the adventure. They're going to survive, you know. It it just felt, yeah, it felt like a waste. I want to see more of Tam. I want to see more of, you know. I, I just want to see. I want to see stuff that is feels relevant. Um, and if they're planning on doing like kind of these a lot of these filler episodes in the lead up to Rise of Skywalker, and then after Rise of Skywalker comes out, they kind of you know, give us a load of stuff, you know, really important stuff, it's going to feel like a complete waste, you know, if that's how they're gonna, you know, if they're not gonna kind of really commit, uh, story-wise for the final season, you know, we're not talking, um, Seinfeld here, where, like, none of the episode, you know, if you watch Seinfeld season nine, like, there's no big overarching, storyline it's exactly it's like every, it's, it's just like the rest of the series apart from the last two episodes which is the finale you know <laughs> if they pull that with this it's going to feel like a waste because you know Seinfeld gets away with it because Seinfeld is so contained this isn't just self-contained this is tying into a greater story to a bigger universe you know everything it, it feels like they need stuff to count they need stuff to matter and they're not doing it they're not they're not hitting that and you know it's just it feels a bit disappointing really which i'm sorry to say because i really enjoy resistance um i think um I think it really needs to pick up um, over the next couple of weeks because I think they're going to start losing people, especially with the Mandalorian coming out. Um, you know, people are going to be like, "Hey, look, we've got Mandalorian. We don't need Resistance. We don't need to bother with Resistance anymore." And I think that'll be a damn shame because Resistance is good when it's when it's at when it's at its best. It's fantastic when it's at its you know at the minute they're kind of in a slump and i really hope they can get themselves out of it um soon because it's disappointing and like i said with the mandalorian coming up on a weekly basis until uh, until the week after you know it comes what the last episode's two days after christmas you know it's got eight weeks of Mandalorian, you know, and I'm pretty sure if people, Resistance will probably take, um, a few weeks off around Christmas, uh, so, you know, I'd say we've probably got another three, maybe four episodes before they go on a break, and that's if they do a new episode every week, um, you know, they really need to kind of pick it up, I think. Or else, you know, with the Mandalorian being available, 
I wouldn't be surprised if people start switching off resistance. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not looking forward to next week's episode. I just have... I have low expectations. Um, for next week's episode. Because I just... I just don't see anything picking up here. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to put a pin in it on this. Uh, we'll be jumping into, jumping into a segment which will be a book review about Spark of Resistance by Justine Ireland. So um, yeah, I'll be back with that in just a second. So my um, my journey to the Rise of Skywalker has taken another step today. I finished um, Spark of Resistance by Justine Ireland. It's the middle, it's the quote unquote middle grade novel. So I kind of put it for eight to twelve year olds, um, and it focuses on Ray, Poe, and Rose um, visiting a planet. That's off the beaten track after they receive a distress call, and the First Order are also there looking for a hidden weapon that was developed there years ago by the Empire and a scientist who um, created it has uh, joined with them. They want to destroy it, the First Order wants to utilize it, and the resistance get caught in the middle and end up helping the native population because the weapon has disastrous results for them. Um, it's a good story. It's a very good story. Um, and it's great to kind of focus on kind of a new team up. Um, kind of like, you know, you, you expect like Finn and Poe, Finn and Ray, Finn and Rose. Um, but, you know, kind of putting Rose, Ray and Poe together is um, pretty cool, pretty uh, pretty good. Um, we get some new First Order characters. Um, Commander Spitz... Spitz... Biff's tack. It was really weird spelling, um, but you know he's he's pretty much a he he's after he's all he's all about the glory. He wants to take the glory and be promoted, um, which you know he's he's just a typical first order commander really, um, and we're introduced to scientist Glenna Kip. She. We at first we feel like she's working for the First Order, then we figure she's working for herself and using the First Order's asset resources for her own gains, and then it turns out she's actually trying to help the Resistance as well, and that she's in contact with Leia, um, and so it's like okay, she's she was a pretty cool character, pretty enjoyable. Um, and it was like one of the better character arcs of the um, of the book, 
probably because she's a new character and probably because like the character arcs of like Ray, Poe and Rose aren't fully fleshed out yet. Um I say that because the journey of the Rise of Skywalker is so well connected. Um the story group have really, you know, pulled out a lot of you know, they've not pulled any punches here. Like I mean I haven't read Resistance Reborn. Um and I feel like this that would be the next one in the kind of like in how everything kind of pieces together. Now, so far I've read Star Wars Allegiance, the four part mini series from Marvel and Spark of Resistance. So hopefully I'll be able to start Resistance Reborn this week. Um, this coming week, you know, on top of everything else. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, you know, and it, it's been really interesting kind of hearing um, in this book, in Spark of Resistance, they mention Aftab Akbar and the new Mon Calamari fleet that has joined uh, the Resistance. So I get the feeling it's like Allegiance, Spark Resistance, then Resistance Reborn. And those three stories will kind of occur one after the other. Um, um, there's a mention of uh, weapons that Finn and Poe have um, liberated as well. And that's what Finn and Chewie are sorting. Um, now, I may have... it. I can't remember it perfectly... Um, but I, it could, that could be a um, reference to the Finn and Poe storyline from Star Wars Allegiance. Or it also could be from the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book uh, that featured um, Finn and Poe as well. Uh, so, um, you know, that was like a pretty... That's a nice little reference. And there's Porgs. There are loads of Porgs. Um and I kind of get the feeling that we're, they're starting to reduce the number of Borgs on the Millennium Falcon by the end of this, um, by the end of the story. Because some decide to stay and, like, they, like, some end up staying on Minfar, which is the planet that they're on. Um, but there are still quite a few left on the... Millennium Falcon, and of course, how could we forget Turbus, who is made canon in the um, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker issues of Star Wars Adventures from IDW. Um, so I need, uh, you know, probably wait till there's a collected edition of those three stories before I jump in. Um, of course, and you know that would be another reason to explain why Chewie is elsewhere. Um, but part of me thinks like Allegiance, Spark Resistance, and Resistance Reborn are the necessary reading for um, like the run-up to uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting on to Resistance Reborn now. <laughs> so I think you know, for a middle grade novel, it was really like. I look back at like the middle grade novels that we had for the Journey to the Force Awakens, um, Moving Target, Weapon of the Jedi, and um, Smuggler's Run, and 
those books felt aimed a lot younger, even though it was kind of like the same kind of, you know, it, they, there was something, I don't know what it was, like, they felt really basic, they didn't feel, they, they felt kind of almost talking down to the audience, but then Spark Resistance, whilst it is definitely written for younger readers, it doesn't feel like it's condescending, it doesn't feel like it's being, it's like talking down to the audience, it feels like anyone can pick this one up and enjoy it, and I certainly did, um, so, definitely worth a read, um, you know, especially as we're running, running, you know, we're in the running now until the, to the Rise of Skywalker, um, like kind of watching, like Rose is Rose is really kind of coming into her own even more from Allegiance. Like in Allegiance, you know, she she starts out, you know, very quiet, very timid, and like as those four issues kind of move along, she really comes into her own. I mean, she saves Ray from the uh, robot, the, the droid fighting thing. Um, with a sniper rifle. Impressive. In this, like, she spends all, you know, you know, we see her engineering side because she fixes the Falcon, but we also see her get into a, um, what was it? It was a, like, a, a walker, like a two legged walker, probably like a prototype, and she uses that against the First Order. You know, pretty, and you know, takes down a load of troops. Um, one thing that I did kind of feel was like kind of definitely more for the kids in this book was the fact that Ray, Poe, and Rose um, all use stun. You know, they stun the First Order troopers. Um, so I think, I mean, we've seen it in like the comics. We've seen it in the films, you know, they ain't, they're not <laughs> stunning them, they are using full-on blasters. So, I think that was kind of there for the kids to dumb down the violence a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, it's nothing, it's not like it's like such a glaring issue for me that it made me not enjoy the book. It was just something interesting that I noticed, um, that I definitely think we can chalk up to being for like the younger audience um so if you get a chance pick it up justina island uh, i really wanted to read this as well because justina island is um involved with project luminous and i really wanted to kind of get to know what how like her style of writing i mean you know you got claudia gray Kevin Scott, Charles Saul, um, Justina Ireland, and Daniel Jose Older. Now, up until tonight, well, up until like the last couple of days, I hadn't read any of Justina Ireland's work. I now have. I enjoy it. So, I'm pretty sure, you know, Project Luminous is going to be, like, I now, it's like, okay, now I don't see a weak link. Um, 
even Daniel Daniel Jose Holder, I did not enjoy Last Shot, but I enjoyed his writing. You know, he wrote he wrote Last Shot really well. So, um, you know, just the content of Last Shot wasn't my bat, wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't I can't say the guy can't write because he wrote. You know, he he writes well. Um, so yeah, like Project Luminous. I'm, you know, I was excited before, but now I'm, like, even more excited because now I know, now I have, like, a basis to, like, kind of be, like, right, so I know how, I know what all of these people can write like and what they will write like, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so that's it for Spark Resistance. I just thought I'd get a quick, um, quick thing in there today um there will be this is like a quick episode to start the week off um i will be releasing another at least one more episode this week that will be dedicated to um the mandalorian episode one and quite possibly an episode dedicated to mandalorian episode two um so watch this space like i said this is going to be a quick one um so without further ado, I'm going to close up the show. And before we go, remember you can follow the blog and podcast at mystarwarslifedebt.wordpress.com. You can follow the follow our shenanigans at uh, facebook.com forward slash lifedebtblogpod. You can also follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. You can also find us on Tumblr, mystarwaslifedead.tumblr.com. And if you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Uh There are two tiers for you to choose from, and all contributions are greatly appreciated. And if you would like to hear yourself or your words read out on the podcast, then please uh, email me at lifedebtpodcast.outlook.com. And if you could take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show, that would also be greatly appreciated because all ratings and reviews greatly help uh, get the word out there about the podcast and the blog. Um, So, yeah, that's it for this week. And punch it chewy. And one last thing before we go, I would like to thank our Patreon members at the Journey to Life Debt Celebration tier. So thank you very much to uh, Patreon Becky and Anthony for their contributions to this tier. And uh, may the force be with you both.